It's the 10th episode of Season 2 Pod Doggies. If you're just tuning into Pod Sound School for the first time, welcome. Season 2 is another season focusing on the beginning stages of podcasting and refining those skills, either to launch an amazing show, or to beef up the one you've already got. Today is a particularly fun episode all about one of the main tools we use as audio gurus, the channel strip. And now, without further ado, your delicious, intelligent, attractive host, Studio Steve. Well, hey, podpreneurs, welcome back. I'm Studio Steve, and I hope you're ready to get some learning on. Last episode, we talked about signal flow, where the audio signal starts and where it leads to. We walked along with our signal from our voice to the microphone, to the mic cable, to the preamp, to the AD converter in our interface, and to a digital cable, and then into the computer, which led us to today's topic, the channel strip. Here is where understanding signal flow gets increasingly more important. This is because one of the main functions of the channel strip is routing. So it is here that our signal can be copied and sent in multiple directions. And also it can be blended with other signals that we have coming in on neighboring channel strips. So on this quick episode, we're going to break down the basic aspects of your common channel strip or track. And of course, we will supplement this episode with a YouTube video and a blog post. So make sure you check Pod Sound School on YouTube and podsoundschool.com slash blog for detailed, visual, graphical, free resources. Okay, so let's get to it. So, what is a channel strip? Have you ever seen a mixer, the big mixing board with thousands of buttons? In recording studios, they call them consoles. All of those buttons and knobs can be pretty intimidating. I remember when I was 17 and I first stepped into a recording studio, it felt like I was entering a spaceship. I couldn't imagine how I could ever understand what all those buttons did and how to work all that equipment. But as I would come to find out, it really wasn't that difficult. Whether it's an inexpensive four-track mixer or a hundred-channel console, any mixer really only has two sections a main section or a master section, and channel strips. So to understand how virtually any mixer in the world operates, you mostly just have to understand one thing, a channel strip. That's because all those buttons and knobs are just repeats of channel strips. If you understand one, you understand them all. More and more, people are finding themselves using digital versions of mixers and consoles. And it's probably safe to say that podcasters are more frequently using the digital versions of mixers. Some podcasters might not even realize that what they are recording their voice onto and adjusting the volume with is a channel strip. Software programs like GarageBand make the process so user-friendly that it's easy to overlook what's going on in the background. But the basic routing is all the same. The design and function of all of our DAWs and apps that we use to record and mix our audio They were all designed from analog mixers. And although these user-friendly interfaces are great, they can actually make our work confusing and frustrating. 
because it becomes a process of clicking and clicking on presets and hoping to find the right magic one-size-fits-all sound without any intention or control over our voices. We want to customize our channels to the sound of our unique voices, our setup, and the equipment that we're using. So, now we're going to break down all of the basic elements of a common channel strip and briefly discuss their functions. And they are input, inserts, sends, EQ, large fader, and pan. As we are discussing these functions, I'd like you to keep that signal flow in mind. And imagine that we are on an analog mixer and that you can see the complex wiring that is going on inside the casing of our channel strip. So, we have a microphone, a mic cable, an interface, a digital cable, which go to the DAW channel strip input. So the first element of our channel strip is the input. This makes sense, right? We've selected on our interface what type of signal to process, mic or line, and how we need to send that signal onto a track so we can record it and then play it back. This is where inside our computer in our DAW, we tell the track where the signal is coming from. So for example, if you have a four input audio interface and your microphone is plugged into the second input, then here at the channel strips input, you would assign input two as its source. Now from the input, we move to the next element, inserts. This is a lot what it sounds like. This is a critical point on our channel strip that was designed to be able to insert other pieces of equipment onto our channel. So this is an optional point of insertion where we have an option to insert plugins or effects onto our channel. If we don't insert anything, the signal will continue on through the channel strip unaffected. But if we do insert a plugin like a compressor or an effect like delay or reverb, our signal will become saturated in this effect before continuing on down the channel strip. Okay, so what about our next element, sends? You will also very commonly see this called AUX, or A-U-X, which stands for auxiliary, or auxiliary send. Auxiliary means copy. These AUX sends are designed to copy the signal and send it somewhere without the intention of returning this copied signal to the same channel. When we copy our signal here, the original signal is left uninterrupted and continues down the channel strip. Only now we have a duplicate signal that we can send somewhere else. This provides many exciting options for us. One popular use of aux sends is to have submixes or headphone mixes. You can set up an aux channel on each track, say aux one, and that goes to the input of a headphone amp or a headphone mixer. This way you can create a separate mix for the headphones. This is especially useful in music production when the drummer asks, Hey, can I get more guitar and less drums in my headphones? The other and most common use of aux sends are to set up effects sends. So what we can do is copy or duplicate our signal and send it to an effects unit. Let's say for example, a reverb or echo effect. Only our copied signal will be ran through the effect unit. Our original signal will be left dry. Then we can take the output of this reverb unit 
and blend its sound with our original signal. So when the producer says, Can I get more reverb in the mix? We can easily do this. I know this all sounds a little confusing, but absorb as much of it as you can. We're going to be talking a lot more about each element separately on future episodes. This is just an overview of the channel strip. Okay, so we've talked about input, inserts, and sends. Now let's move to EQ. Technically, EQ is an insert, but it's such a popular insert because us audio people are constantly using it on every track that many mixers will come with EQ already built in. This isn't the case for many DAW channel strips, however. To apply EQ to a digital channel strip, you'll still need to use the insert section and choose an EQ plugin. For your podcast, you will very likely benefit from using EQ. And if you're using a mixer before plugging into your computer, it will most likely have an EQ section. The EQ, also called Equalizer, is a tool that allows us to adjust frequencies of our audio by cutting or boosting these frequencies. This is most easily understood thinking about low, mid, and high. Those low or bass sounding frequencies, the middle range frequencies, and the hissy, whispery sparkles of the high frequencies. And now from EQ, we have the large fader. Fader is a fancy word for volume control, basically. These are the nifty rectangular sliders that we see DJs playing with. These are a final volume control of our signal in our channel strip that we are going to send out of the channel to the master channel or the LR or the stereo bus. And finally, as our signal leaves our channel, it will pass through a pan element. This panning knob will control what percentage of our signal will be sent to the left side of the master channel and what percentage will be sent to the right side. When we're mixing our podcast voices, we usually always keep them in the middle at 50-50. If there's two podcast voices, it isn't customary to have one voice in the left ear and one in the right ear, for example. But when we're playing with sound effects, background elements, or music production, this is very useful to provide a fun listening experience. Okay, pod people, did I lose you? I hope not. I remember when I was first learning this stuff, it took having it explained many times in many different ways, and then playing with the tools, and then asking questions, and then having it explained again, and then eventually it all started to make perfect sense. So hang in there, don't give up on learning this stuff. Check out YouTube, check out our blog. The graphics really help to learn it too. And it really just makes for such a pleasurable recording and mixing experience when you have a strong understanding of these things. And on the next episode, I finally managed to convince Veronica to learn about EQ. It isn't something she understands or really even finds fascinating. So we have a great unscripted episode featuring my challenge of getting her to absorb the information. It's a fun one, so definitely stop by for that one. And thanks so much for listening, everyone, and for all your support. If you're finding these episodes fun and useful, please let us know by leaving a comment, or better yet, come and hang out with us on social media. Find us anywhere at Pod Sound School. 
Also, we've started our Podcasting for Bosses group on Facebook that is a great resource for podpreneurs. You'll find that link and all of our other links in this episode's description. We'd love to help you even more with your projects, so please come say hi and join the community. And there you go, everyone. Happy casting. And another episode down. What do you think, Pod Beauties? Your presence, passion, and hard work are much appreciated. We love providing free resources to podcasters from all walks of life, and we would love your help to keep doing so. Come be a supporter at our Overachievers Club at Patreon. We have a goal of opening Pod Sound School in Spanish for Central and Latin America. Once we reach 2,000 patrons, we're going to launch Pod Sound School Español. Come join us. And until we meet again, remember, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Welcome to valuable learning experiences. <laughs> Interesting work for which learners see a purpose. Provide its own discipline.